0: We're starting a new sermon series. Over the next four weeks, April and I will be preaching from the book of Romans. And we acknowledge that this book uh, is difficult for some. And it has been used in ways that that has caused harm to some of you. And we acknowledge that. But we also invite you to try and look at this book with fresh eyes. And in so, we believe that, that you're going to find good news in it for you and for everyone. So we're going to start by reading the first seven verses of the book. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, The gospel concerning his son, who is descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. For the word of God in Scripture, for the word of God within us, and for the word of God amongst us, thanks be to God. Last Wednesday, we saw something that many of us thought was unthinkable. While a group of people stormed our nation's capital, Some folks lowered the American flag and replaced it with a different flag. They took down the flag of our republic with 50 stars that represent all of us and in its place raised the flag of Donald Trump. It was painful to see. It was difficult to see. It was, it was unimaginable. And maybe because we've never witnessed any insurrections or rebellions in our land before, or at least not in our lifetime. But these kinds of rebellions are, are not new. They happen all the time. In the history of nations, there have been rebellions and revolutions. And this book, this letter to the Romans, from the Apostle Paul, I believe, as well as others, was this act of insurrection. And But unlike those on Wednesday who pledged their allegiance to Trump, Paul pledges his allegiance to Jesus Christ. He starts off right from the beginning saying, uh, I'm Paul, and I am a servant to Jesus Christ. In other words, I serve Jesus Christ, not Caesar. That's who my allegiance is to. I've been appointed an apostle. I've been summoned, not by Caesar, but by another king, the king of the Jews, to be an apostle. I've been given this task, this role, and I bring a gospel while that term gospel is familiar to us as Christians, it wasn't started by Christians. The term gospel was started by Caesar. It was kind of like his newsletter of what, of how the military had been doing. And the gospel would go out from land to land, and someone would declare the gospel of Caesar. But Paul does not declare the gospel of Caesar. Paul says he declares the gospel of Of God. This blatantly defies Caesar's rule. Paul makes it plain and simple My allegiance is not to you, my allegiance is to Jesus Christ. That would be a little bit like what we saw this week with 10 Republican members of Congress. When their party came to them and their president came to them and said, you will vote against this impeachment, they blatantly declared that their allegiance was not ultimately to the Republican Party. Now, I don't know if they would say that their allegiance is ultimately to Jesus Christ, but that's what we say as Christians. That's who our allegiance is ultimately too. Now, probably at this part, uh, by this point, I've, I've lost any conservatives. You've already turned off the video. I, I understand why. And so for the rest of you, you're probably saying, hey, me neither. I don't declare my allegiance to the to Republicans either. But all of us struggle to declare our allegiance to God. All of us struggle to ultimately declare our allegiance to Jesus Christ. For goodness sakes, I have a difficult time not declaring my allegiance to Apple. Every time they come out with a new product, I say to myself, You don't need that product. You've got no point, no purpose for it. However, Apple comes to me declaring my allegiance. Now, not directly from Tim Cook but comes in the form of their advertising department telling me no Simon you do need this product and I go I, I, I don't think I do I, I don't even know what the point of a HomePod mini is and they say yes you do you know that this HomePod mini will make your life better in fact it'll make your whole family's life better and I go oh Okay, Apple, whatever you say. Now, maybe you don't declare your allegiance to Apple. Maybe you don't declare your allegiance to any corporation. Maybe you, though, struggle declaring your allegiance to this sense of safety. That you feel beckoned, called to buy a home in a gated community or buy a gun, or continue to grow your savings account instead of being generous with your money. When this comes along, we struggle not to declare our allegiance to this false sense of security. Maybe you you struggle with trying to declare your allegiance to somebody who doesn't love you the way you love them and you keep trying to be somebody you're not and doing things that you have no business doing just so you can show that your allegiance is to them and maybe they might declare their allegiance to you. This letter from Paul is an invitation to the Romans and ultimately an invitation to all of us to also Declare our allegiance to Jesus Christ. To be able to start an insurgence to that which says that we must be loyal to them. What would it feel like? What would your life be like if you were able to have this kind of rebellion to be able to say, no, I don't have to do that. I don't have to be like that because my allegiance is to Jesus Christ. I think I saw an example of what that is. This week, my sister in law sent us a video of our four year old nephew dancing to his favorite song in a way that only a four year old can truly dance. And all of us were cracking up laughing, not making fun of him, but we were filled with so much joy because we witnessed and we remembered what it was like to be able to dance in a way that you didn't worry, am I on the beat? Are these even dance moves? What do I look like? That kind of liberation that that four-year-old had when dancing to the song Believer by Imagine Dragons I think is a little bit of how it feels when we only declare our allegiance to Jesus Christ and we start this rebellion over anything that anything else that declares our allegiance we receive that same type of liberation, that kind of feeling. Something inside of us, when we see it, longs for it. We identify with it because we know that we actually deserve it. It's what we're made for. Now, sometimes rebelling because of our allegiance to Jesus Christ is a little bit more difficult. Sometimes it feels a lot like probably how those 10 Republican members of Congress felt after they voted and started receiving hate mail mail from those who once supported them, now promising to end their careers. Sometimes our allegiance to Jesus Christ will feel like that. And as painful and difficult as that can be. I would much rather have that moment. That then will lead to the moment of being able to lay down at night. And have the knowledge that you did what was right. You stood up for what your conscious called you to Someday, those 10 members of Congress will be remembered by their grandchildren. And as their grandchildren learn about this moment in history, they will be told that their grandmother or that their grandfather had courage, had courage to declare not their allegiance to some political party, but their allegiance to what is right. And ultimately, that's what this letter to the Roman church is all about. An invitation to all of them to go from being members of the empire to becoming true saints. That invitation is offered to you and it's offered to me. God, give us the strength to accept that invitation. Amen.